0: Well, hello. Welcome to Theology For You, Ben, and the return of Victoria. She's back. Hello. Hello.
1: Hi. How you doing? I'm doing well. A little sleepy, but other than that. Why? Well, because we have a newborn in our house, ben. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> so waking up a little more frequently than usual and that sort of thing, but it's been going pretty good. Good. It has a Don't you think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I live here. <laughs> I was like... It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, FYI, we had a baby. Um, yeah, she's got a little stuffy nose. It's kind of the only complaint. We've been able to work through all the issues so far, but it's got to kick the stuffy nose so we all sleep a little sounder.
0: Yeah, great Kentucky weather.
1: Great Kentucky weather, yeah. But no, feeling good. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> and I, I'm always
0: glad you're here. So, we're going to do a little... Uh, what we're learning episode, yeah, um, because we like to learn.
1: That we do. So, <laughs> here we go. Uh,
0: so yes, what are you learning?
1: Oh man, you're going to start with me.
0: Why not, ladies first? Um.
1: Well, thanks. So,
0: plus, since you're so sleep deprived, I'll sound really <laughs> smart. I let you go first. That's the real reason, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> let the person running on less sleep make you look better. Um, I hate your, when you asked me to do what we're learning before, um, we had Nora. Actually, the funny thing is that this is going to be for my part. I'm sorry, guys. This is going to be slight birth story-ish, but <sighs> which then I'm sorry. If you asked me on your podcast. This is what I'm learning. But the funny thing is that we had kind of planned to record this episode the night I went into labor. So so what i've learned since i went into labor
0: (laughs) so we're learning to trust god's
1: sovereignty we're learning to trust god's sovereignty right just saying that my answer to this question is different than it would have been prior to october 31st which is when our second daughter was born
0: reformation day
1: reformate right not the other holiday it's reformation day um (laughs) Yeah, it's not Satan's birthday. Just, just kidding. We don't actually think Halloween is Satan's birthday. Um, but anyway, I do. Like, <laughs> anyway, just what kidding. I have learned is, um, I've written a lot about this just personally. Um, if you know, on on my blog, and talked with Ben about this a lot. But this pregnancy was much harder for a lot of reasons, um, and really stretched my trust and faith in God. Um, and I had kind of a a mild I don't even want to use the word complication um this is going to be a side note by the way Nora is here with us sleeping so if she wakes up or gets extra stuffy sounding we may go get her um but anyway this pregnancy was much harder and kind of leading up to delivery we found out that I had um because I don't use the word complication but just an abnormality with my blood work that could um complicate some things in delivery and um I don't know that, like, it wasn't a big deal in the grand scheme of life and of all the things that could go wrong. But for some reason, it just really rocked me, I think. And I was really struggling with questioning whether or not God was good, um, whether or not he, you know, like, okay, God, you're faithful. So, like, you know, if this goes horribly wrong, like how how am I still going to trust that you're faithful? Those kind of questions were really just, was wrestling with my spirit. But the cool thing is just before like the two or three weeks leading up to going into labor and having Nora, God just gave me such a peace and just kind of working through these questions. A lot of the answers kind of came to just a good place of like, you can, you can trust God no matter what happens. It's all going to be for your good and for his glory. Um, that God, God is good. He's not kind of waiting to strike me with some kind of evil, um, occurrence in my life and, and just that sort of thing. So I don't know, just kind of leading up, I had a lot of peace, which was great. So what I learned in since we, we went into labor um, the night we were going to originally record this, record this and then we had our daughter um, in the morning of October 31st, it was just the, the delivery and the labor was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Like I was just kind of prepping for the worst case scenario in my mind um, because of the complications and, and some other things have been going on. I was just really thinking that God was going to have me like test my faith in a big way in this area, you know, and have me really trust him through some sort of like horrendous tragedy. I don't know why that was just what I had in my mind. But um, God just, he provided a really wonderful experience, I think, like a good Nora came here safely. And and though the complication did kind of show up in um, delivery, -delivery, post-delivery, it was easily handled, quickly caught, easily handled. You know, I'm fine, she's fine. Um, so it was just, I don't know, this ever ever since you know the past, I guess it's just been a week and a half, but I've just been really overwhelmed with um, gratefulness and just kind of being amazed, like, wow, that actually happened better than I thought. You know, it's just, just a good, I'm assuming this is what God is teaching me, but just kind of um, that he, he is good. Like, even if things went wrong, he would still be good, but I've just kind of been humbled and amazed and grateful that he showed me he is good by not having everything kind of go wrong and um I know you've talked a lot on your podcast lately about Romans eight because our church has been meditating through that and as I have been thinking through it as well. Um the verse Yeah, let me let's just open to Romans eight real quick. Um <laughs> toward the end of the chapter when Paul is kind of reminding us that um God like oh yeah it starts in so romans 8 um verse 31 what shall we say to these things if god is for us who can be against us in verse 32 he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all how will he also um how will he not also with him with christ graciously give us all things so like god god didn't spare his own son for my good and for his glory so how like if God didn't spare his own son, like what he's not going to spare anything for my good and for his glory. And so just, that's kind of what I've been learning. I think that God is, he is good, no matter what happens, he's good. And like I said, I'm just kind of, honestly, I'm just kind of amazed that Nora's birth went the way that it did. I'm very, very grateful, beyond grateful, but really just kind of amazed and, and thankful that that's, that's how God chose to kind of teach me, remind me of, of that truth that he's not, you know, that he did. God didn't spare his own son. He has our best interest in mind. He's going to look after for us and give us the best things that we need to, for us to know that we can trust him. And um, So that's been, yeah, that's been the big thing. Did you have something to add? I have another minor thing, but did you have a...
0: I was just going to ask, is there um, anything mm. maybe that you learned this time Mm -hmm. like leading leading up to delivery and Mm -hmm. actual delivery
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um, that maybe was different from like Carson
2: Hmm.
1: yeah that's a good question I think I think with Carson like I I just I wasn't kind of afraid at all of anything so if anything it maybe just taught me that like any strength I do have is, is from the Lord. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like with Carson, it, the difference is that there wasn't any of that present with Carson. Like I, I seriously didn't imagine anything could have possibly gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it didn't, we had a, a minor issue, but it was nothing major with her. You know, I, I don't know the the difference is like, I did think about it this time in big ways. And I didn't with, with um, Carson at all. Mm-hmm. Um, And, and like we, we talked about, I think this leading up to Nora's birth, we, you and I both kind of had a real sense that even delivering children, you know, getting kids here is something that can be done for God's glory. I would say that perspective was not present in, in my mind, at least, um, when we delivered Carson. Um, but yeah, just that, that God, God is working. He is present. This isn't, you know, kind of a, it, and it sounds silly to say like, of course, God's everything in our life, but it didn't really hit me. Until this time that he he is very much there, God created this, you know he created kids to come into the world a certain way, and he's he's orchestrating that whole event Um, and he's there with us, giving us giving us what we need, giving you know dads the ability to stay awake because labor never happens during business hours yeah, <laughs> you know it's amazing it always needs to be in the middle of the night. <laughs> And just, you know, things giving dads, like like I said, the ability to stay awake and stay calm and giving moms like the just literal, literal, sheer physical strength that you need to kind of get through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with Carson, I really probably have more of a sense that it was just my own doing. Um, like I would say, yeah, thanks God. But I think this time it was much more evident that there's that something to be done for God's glory that's empowered by God. You know, he's, he supplies, I think it's easy to kind of think that, Oh yeah, God supplies our needs. And maybe to only think about like spiritual needs, maybe or emotional needs, but that God, God supplies literal, actual physical mm-hmm. needs. Like if you are hungry, you know, he can, and will like supply you nourishment or, you know, if you're tired, like if you're in the middle of labor and you're exhausted or, you know, you have a newborn and you just don't think you can stay awake another second until they go to sleep. Like in those moments, um, it's just been good to see and to remember that those, that strength, that like peace what whatever it is that you need is from God and it's for his glory that you're kind of getting through so mm-hmm. yeah that was my second minor thing I've been learning I I have been learning just that that God does supply and um in a lot of ways like in, in every in every single way that you can possibly think of it's not just mm-hmm. a it's not kind of an empty platitude like yeah. you you can say literally you know Jesus give me strength and he will he will give you strength right then mm-hmm. so yeah was that bad for being sleep-deprived? No, that it was very, sense, very good. Yeah, okay. thank you. But yeah.
2: All right. That's a good question.
1: What yeah. have you been learning?
0: Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> random pause as we look at the baby. but um, yeah.
1: Make sure she's still breathing. <laughs> yeah.
0: I probably have a few minor things and then one major thing one minor thing, and it's not really theological in nature, but it's, um, uh, you know, I turned 30. Yeah. (laughs) So, which if
1: you live with Ben, you would think you turned 80
0: practically in in, in the grave already. (laughs) Um, just kidding. Um, (laughs) I think I am learning very slowly Mm -hmm. that, um, When it comes to studying theology and scripture and meditating um, on scripture, it's okay to be really slow.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, Because I know in the past, I would um, I would study like a passage or have a theological subject that I would want to look at and um I'd maybe study on it for a day
2: Mm. and I'd
0: be like mastered it I'm Mm -hmm. done which um is not true (laughs) (laughs) at all um so just really to slow down and I think I've talked about this a lot and you're going to keep hearing about it just going through Romans 8 yeah has helped with that just to slow down because I've really only been yeah looking at about a verse a day. I read the whole chapter every day, but really just sit down and focus on just one verse. And then sometimes focus on one verse for four days, Yeah, just depending on, on the verse. Yeah. Um, so one, one thing just really slow down and absorb what you're learning because what you're learning, what I'm learning is building my relationship with God. Mm. And that's something that's, um, it's okay to take slowly and just get in. And I'm also reading two books right now by John Owen. One is Communion with God, which I think he said in the beginning of the book, it took him six years to write. Mm. Then another one is um, called The Death of Death, In the Death of Christ. And um, on that one, uh, he, he worked on it basically for seven years. So two books, 13 years. Mm. Um, but they're so deep and so rich um and they're very uh theologically precise but they're so practical because they always get you back to how how this truth informs your relationship with god so it always gets back to that as our pastor has been calling it lately relationship building Mm -hmm. with god so the first thing is just to to slow down and in my study and just you know there's no there's no deadline i don't have a paper due on it just
1: yeah. absorb it why do you think i was gonna ask why do you think you're kind of prone to maybe going quickly is it the school mindset like i don't or think just...
0: i just use that as an example i don't think it's the school mindset mm-hmm. um unfortunately i think i've probably fallen prey to like the culture that around us that you just get it done and move on mm-hmm. um and there's no need yeah to just get it done and move on especially when it comes to your relationship with god so yeah. That's one thing. Second thing I'm learning is that um, daughters are precious.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Peace.
0: Yeah. Um. In the sense that um, we've never had a boy, but there's a great weight I think to having daughters, especially as a dad. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to crush their hearts. <laughs> so <laughs> just being honest, it's just a great weight, but a great pleasure at the same time to mm. have girls, even though they're still little mm. so just how precious that is and to
1: what's weighty about it
0: well i think I think it's what well I think having kids period is weighty because mm-hmm. God has entrusted you with these children, so uh don't mess it up. <laughs> so, But that um, God has entrusted you with these children to raise them so that they might know him hmm. and might glorify him. So the chief end of our children is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, just like our chief end is. And um, for a dad, I think where the weight comes in is that women are so different than men.
1: What? I know. I'm just... <laughs> Deep stuff here <laughs> today. We need to fact check that maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I get that.
0: And I I think it's safe to say in, in general, mm-hmm. um, ladies can be a little more emotional than men. In general. Not, um, And I don't say that in like a demeaning type of way. Um, but that's hard for me. I I don't want to say that I'm not emotional, but I don't really—I don't show emotion. I normally have the same look same. on my face, unless you're watching a pre- game, pretty much every time, all <laughs> the time. But um, but just to be sensitive to that, mm. so that, mm. yeah, so that as a as their dad, I still need to speak truth into their lives, um, but I need to do it cognizant of where they're, yeah, coming from. Being and not deeper. and not and not do it in such a way that it like just runs roughshod over mm-hmm. the emotion or anything like that. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: It does. Yeah.
0: So but I'm going to be slow on that. I'm just now starting to learn that probably over the past
1: oh, week and a half, two weeks just or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so good. it is a and it, I think we we've kind of said this, but it almost like reminds you of how the lord comes to us like he comes um you know there's uh is is it the verse is it in jeremiah that says a bruised reed he shall not break or isaiah isaiah um i was i was thinking honestly i had the words of isaiah letters in my mind but you know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. um the verse in isaiah says a bruised reed he shall not break and just kind of that thought of like god I don't want to say, like, God meets you where you are in kind of like a fluffy way, but I mean I mean it honestly, like, where God, you know, God will deal with you in the way that you need to be dealt with. Like, he deals with the—we see Christ dealing with the Pharisees, for example, much differently than he deals with, like, the, the woman who had the issue of blood for 12 years. And mm-hmm. I think that's—just um, saying, just kind of speaking to what you're saying of, like, learning, you know, learning, I'm going to have to deal with these daughters differently— that maybe is my natural tendency. I think mm-hmm. that that's a. It's something we see Christ doing. You know, something we see God doing is coming to us as we, you know, mm-hmm. as yeah. we need to be dealt with because that's the care. Like that's a that's a shepherding. You know, that's a. I don't know. It's just a. It's a way to care for people around you. I mm-hmm. think and. Yeah. But yeah, we do see that. I think example. In scripture.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but that's heaven, good. heaven daughters. Pretty awesome. It is awesome. Yep. <laughs> Maybe too awesome. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. The, the the last major thing, mm-hmm. those were my two minor things.
2: Okay.
0: Um, Let's hear it. The last major thing, um, <laughs> and you know that this has been developing over a good while now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the uh, true weight of it hit me on Sunday is that there's a great um, burden and responsibility to being the worship pastor at your church. Hmm. Um, I know a lot of churches will talk about their worship leader and stuff like that. And he's just simply the guy who does the music. Um, I'm not sure that's the best thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's the biblical thing. Um, like, but the great weight comes in, um, and I'm sure the the preaching pastor feels this as well, that these people are here and they need need Christ, they need truth. And as the worship pastor, um, I'm responsible for, not every church is like this, this is our church, I'm responsible, I put the whole service together.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So that every aspect of that service needs to be for God's glory, which is always for the good of God's people. Um, but that weight just really hit me on Sunday with just the events that went on in our community with the officer who was fatally shot. And, um, then a, a girl that is, uh, good friends with a lot of the kids in our church, yeah. um, being diagnosed with cancer, then having the surgery,
1: which you
2: talked um, about, which I talked about in the hope and darkness, but, um, yeah,
0: Cause I was so, I was worried all day Sunday cause we did joy to the world, which you poked fun at me for because it's <laughs> not December yet. But, um, I was, I really was worried and praying like,
2: mm.
0: should I switch that first song? Mm. Do we really need a song about joy
2: mm.
0: as our first, first song? Like, should we start there? Maybe I should switch it to, um, it is well. Yeah. Or something like that. Um, but just that great weight that mm. um, yeah. you're shepherding their hearts, even through the music. Yeah. So you want to make sure that, and I know you can go overboard, like oh, I gotta get the right song. But it, like it's a legitimate concern. Yeah. Especially if you're pick, you know.
1: If you know your people. If you like know your people yeah. and
0: what they're going through. Yeah. Um, I did end up sticking with "Joy to the World," and I'm I'm glad I did because mm. we do have joy. Mm-hmm in that darkness is joy unshakable um but just that there's a great weight like you don't i don't pick songs um lightly i don't pick the um <clears throat> we do a public confession of sin at our church like we don't pick i don't pick the verse lightly right um uh you know the assurance of pardon which we say after we confess our sin that reminds us of our forgiveness in christ like That's all weighty, and it needs to encourage Mm. um, those who are out there. Because, like, it was very visible Sunday what people were going through. Mm. Like, we knew, but most Sundays you don't know. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's just a Sunday was a great Mm. reminder Mm. that it's a uh, it's a big responsibility, but always point people to God
2: Mm
0: -hmm. and you're not really going to go wrong. Mm. So that's probably the weightiest thing. Biggest thing that I've been learning, uh, learning lately. Um,
1: That is weighty. Yeah.
0: So yeah, just that good. So,
1: and hope. I mean, hopefully. Like, I think just hearing you say that, then, like, and I and I live with you, and all of that wasn't even clear to me necessarily. So, like, it's it's good to hear, and I'm glad to hear it. But it, it reminds me, like, I think we can throw around the word intention a lot these days. Like, just be intentional. But uh-huh. I think I don't know. It's a good. It is a good reminder to take the roles that God has placed you in and having that kind of kingdom perspective when you're doing doing the role. Like like for you, you know, I think being a worship pastor is kind of a very clear, distinct, like, you're serving in the church and it has a purpose that's expressly kind of directed towards the Lord and you are responsible for, that these people kind of come into church well and, and all that sort of thing. But it's a good maybe reminder to reflect on all the areas God's put you in and like, are you are you kind of, checking off your to-do list just to get it done or are you thinking intentionally about you know what does this mean how does this impact people Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so it's good like not not to detract from what you said but for me it's kind of like a reminder like oh yeah man am I actually thinking about the deeper stuff going on in my Mm -hmm. in the jobs I have to do during the day or do I just kind of do them out of habit Mm -hmm. so that's good I'm glad that you're I'm glad that's what you're learning. It's a good thing
2: to learn.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think it, it's um, it seems like a it. Well, I think it is a bigger thing just because of what sure. we what we've talked about in the past. It's yeah. like because I've gone through this journey, yeah. journey, and air quotes because I don't like <laughs> he journey doesn't like that word. Yeah, um, where I was doing the music, then I wasn't doing the music, and now I'm back doing the music. And I think my attitude this time Mm. is much different than when I was doing it before. I think before I merely just looked at it as I'm just the um, guy with the beard and the um,
1: the worship pastor Goatee and the the guitar worship (laughs) pastor
0: Goatee and the guitar up here playing music. But it's it's so much more than that. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah,
0: that's why when I since I've been back doing the music, went back and went through our songs and just looked through the lyrics and it's like, what what, what does this song do? What does it teach us? Mm. Most importantly, what does it teach us about God? Because um, not to... I like Chris Tomlin for the most part, but he's got this new song about your love is like a waterfall or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why we call that a worship song. Mm. I could sing that to you. Mm. And it would have the same effect not to be a curmudgeon i love like how great is our god and
2: yeah
0: forever um but like what what are we singing and mo- most importantly from my perspective what am i bringing to the people yeah to sing because um, our singing <laughs> should always focus us on god and it should also as uh, ephesians five eighteen and 19 and colossians three sixteen teaches. teach us we sing to encourage one another. Um, so I'm not sure a song like Your Love is like a waterfall, how it's going to encourage the person sitting next to me <laughs> if it's not really teaching me anything about God. Hmm. Um, I'm just using that as an example. I don't want to, but whatever. Yeah. But there's just, it's not just music. Right. So that's what I'm getting at. And if you're a worship pastor listening, I hope you get that, like, it's not just music, what you're doing. Yeah. Um, bring good theology. Um, I sent you that J.I. Packer quote. You remember that? I think I sent it to you yesterday.
1: I do. Yeah, I don't remember the exact. You probably can so, find it Yeah, I can
0: find it real quick. Yeah. J.I. Packer said, Any theology that does not lead to song is, at a fundamental level, a flawed theology. mm um, so that's why when we sing songs like Sovereign Over Us mm-hmm. it's a response to God's sovereignty and we're singing that and How Great Thou Art mm-hmm. it's um, then sings my soul my Savior God to thee How Great Thou Art How Great Thou Art um. It Is Well it's a, a deep uh, that song comes from a deep-seated confidence in god and yeah that whatever he brings into your life is okay yeah so um good theology is meant to be sung Hmm. and um we need to bring as a worship pastor i need to bring good theology for people to sing Hmm. so those things have just been <laughs> all that's been crystallizing about um, music. That's great and stuff. So
1: praise the Lord.
2: Man.
0: So anyway, I'm learning a lot about Romans eight, but we won't.
2: <laughs> that into, will show up.
0: Yeah, we won't get into that right yeah. now. Yeah, because you're right; it'll show up. Yeah. Um. It's good. But yeah, I just want to ask too, since we're just doing this thing. Yeah. And Nora's still sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> if we think just kidding um anything else you think we should add about like the weekend or anything do we forget anything mm.
1: I don't think anything to add but if you um if you had looked at the web page and maybe you had a question about like why does Ben want to look at the songs or what, why does theology for you want to kind of look at any songs your church might choose to sing I think maybe what you just said about what you're learning yes. hopefully mm-hmm. explains that because I I think if, if I were someone looking at the weekender from like the point of view of not knowing you, mm-hmm. that could be an odd question. Like, are you trying to be a jerk about the songs yeah. we're singing? And it's really a, yeah.
0: Well, and I learned that through fire mm. because, um,
1: and if you don't know what you're talking yeah. about, go to com yeah. forward slash weekender. Weekender. Yes. But,
0: weekender. Mm-hmm. Um, where the podcast comes, comes to, to you. you. Um, <laughs> But the reason we have that on there is because I really learned it by fire. Because when our our pastor took a sabbatical this Mm -hmm. summer. So um, I was blessed to have the privilege some Sundays to do the music and then preach. Yeah. um, Which was fine. I actually really enjoyed it. But Mm -hmm. I learned the second time that I preached um, that the songs that i i picked right yeah yeah. (laughs) the songs that i picked i don't they didn't one they didn't prepare me to preach Hmm. so if they didn't prepare me to preach number two the people who were there to listen to the preaching weren't ready Mm. to hear the preaching Mm. um because i don't think the songs um, focused us the way that they should have Mm -hmm. um so, it, you know, so you'll see that on the weekender page, but I learned that by, uh,
1: experience
0: by messing it up on myself. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and you know, there's with the topic looking at in Christ, um, a song like I'll fly away as an example, not a bad song. Yeah. It just did not really fit. Yeah. So, yeah. Right. um, just use that as an example, but, but more so I learned it by messing up. Yeah. So,
1: And I think, like, it thinking of the whole worship service, how it works together, I think, can—it helps you understand maybe why that's important and, mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, I've, I've never thought about before, but I know I've heard worship pastors in the past, like, going through music and just kind of saying things like, oh, we haven't sung this one in a while, we'll, like, throw it in this Sunday, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and, and it's like— I,
0: I can remember the first church that my dad pastored, the worship pastor would literally flip through the hymn book. yeah before the service mm. so it's like oh we'll sing hymns two, 220 and 450 right and it's like just this random smattering of hymns yeah um and it it's just i mean there's just no like we're there to worship god let's put some thought and intentionality yeah. into it, it yeah. you know same thing with 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 the weekender we want to really help people understand and that there's one one something we can do to make sure we keep it focused that's yeah. really what we're looking at but yeah
1: i'm excited about that hopefully that'll be some interest and if you guys have yeah. questions send them any tweet them facebook them email them
0: yeah january comment. january 29th and 30th here in Brea, kentucky yeah and then um, I had another church sent info off to them this week so I'm excited about that so we'll see but yeah check that's out the good. weekender that's also more of what i'm learning <laughs> <laughs> Anything else to add?
1: I think that's all for me. All right.
0: I... We could keep going, but I guess we'll stop. <laughs>
1: thank you guys. Yeah,
0: thank you guys. Peace out.